Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thanks for joining us today. Things are good, and uh, we're loving it here in Spearfish, South Dakota. I'm Brian Maiman, co-founder of Rolling Bones Outdoors. Um, it was a crazy idea, but it's working out well for a lot of people. You know what we should do one of these times? We should have one of our members on here, like Brian Johnson or someone like that who just does lots of – I could name, name a bunch of other ones. I don't know if I'm approved to or not. But we should have them on here and talk about some of that because they would do a great job. They've right. hunted all over the world with us, and uh, um, they've reaped the benefits of our membership. So, anyway, to my left is the great Brian Martin. Brian Martin. Martin, Mountain Man Martin. I think that's what I'm going to start calling you, Mountain Man Martin. Um, the the Mountain Man, okay? The Mountain Man. You and Prawley. I'm going to put you two on a podcast together someday, and you guys can argue about the differences and nuances of keeping your, uh, your, your hunters alive, all right? And then, of course, you'll have a ballistic conversation, but you guys might agree, and Brad would argue. No, no, they so, do not agree. Well, they, you anyway, guys agree a little bit. So uh, then, Some of the dangerous game, yes, probably. Across the table, Brad Dana. So, Brad, appreciate you as always. Hey, Brad, we're going to talk about miscellaneous gadgets. I know we talked about that last time, but I call them gadgets, but they're actually super important. So go ahead, Mr. Headlamp. Uh, go, go, gadget. I got everything for this. I love it because you always do. So what you got for us? Headlamps? I, I have settled on my favorite headlamp. Like seven of them? I have two. I have two. But I'm trying a new one this year. Um, I just put it on my backpack uh, a week or two ago. But I'm not settled on that one because it's got all these buttons and you gotta you gotta know which way. But it, that one has a red light on it. That's a black diamond storm or something. I don't know which. I, I think it's a storm. But uh, it's got a red light. I wanted to try something with a red light on it. But my so far the favorite that I have 100% is uh, a zebra light. I got the zebra zebra light and it it has one of those 18650 batteries. And that sucker lasts easily. It'll easily last you if you don't screw up and leave it on. And I just do a quarter twist and unscrew the the cap of it so it, I don't get it stuck in, stuck on in my pack or something. But it lasts forever. It's super. Is, is that the company called Zebra Light? It's a zebra. Yeah. And then what do those cost? Hundred dollars? Yeah, hundred ish dollars. I think. Yeah, I, I, if I you get good headlamps when you get in the, the in the high nineties and yeah. in low hundreds. If yeah. you want something but, but really they're bright. so worth it. I haven't bought one for, it's been, and I've actually, well, uh, I haven't, I almost that, lost that in BC. It was in my, it was in my little bag with my uh, DeLorme because I lost my DeLorme. It ripped off my bag going into BC. How many times have you lost a DeLorme? Twice. I found should it. Put it. I found it both times. You though. should put them inside your bag. I always leave them inside. I actually, I use them. I put them inside <laughs> a, uh, my extra stocking cap well, the, for beanie. The first time I lost it, I was in Alaska and I had it on the back and I clipped onto my pack. I was using it, you know, and it, I was it was receiving and it must have come off. And found it two years later in the same little spot where I was filling up a water bottle, 
And then last year, I ripped off my bag going in, and I found it coming back out. But anyway, um, that's my favorite, and it is super, super bright. I mean, it'll light up, and almost everybody I'm with, when they see me use it, they want to want to get one. And then, and then I I started carrying a spare battery, but last year I actually bought a backup after I ripped it off my bag because I usually bring a cheap one with me too, just a little dinker do, and I had to use that. Um, the cheap one, the little one, they know the AAA one, um, for the rest of that trip. So I did have a backup that became my primary. But after that, I started, I kept two Zebra lights because they're so nice. And uh, and they'll go through a whole bunch of different settings. And you only need, the, there's a turbo mode, but I mean, that'd be like if you're, if you shot something. That's a spotlight. Yeah, it's a spotlight. I mean, it just lights up. I yeah. like my black diamond. Yeah. And and I use them, you know, when you're when you do what we do, you're up every morning. And you couldn't, I mean, you just couldn't do it. The headlamp is, it's just having on. I mean, it literally sits next to my wallet and my pocket knife and my keys in during hunting season. Cause it's just throw it on. Um, I will tell you this, the ga al, uh, gator clips, yeah, these yeah. cheap little gator clips, the little green guys. Yeah. The alligator, they, they, yeah. They've been so nice for tents. They're cool in or, a tent or, or even like out on the side of a mountain when, or like if we're out in the lease on the buggy, we're 20 miles away from something and I'm doing something and I just want a light over here to remember where I was. You can clip it on a deer that you're gutting right on its ear. And there's a light over there shine. I mean, it just, it helps reference it. So you're not looking with that headlight all the time. You know what I'm saying? So I, I like those they, they've been good. You know what else I carry that I was going to get you after your earthquake adventure this year. I always have that little, it's a single A flashlight, and I have it in my pocket. And I always carry that sucker with me. It weighs two ounces. I was going to get you one because you lost your phone almost. You fell. Well, it was my only phone. light. I know. And when you're at the top floor of the Hilton wouldn't and you have that, a five and a point seven. Yeah. And all the lights go out and it's still dark out. Yeah. And you get in the, uh, yeah, I almost fell down 77,000 steps of flight to my death is splatting i think that's a, a hyperbole there that's an no total lie embellishment <laughs> um it was only 17 floors so that's 37 34 flights so anyway um but uh, yeah that would be good okay so here's the thing headlamps is good what about water bottles water bottles are key but, but before we do the headlamps um before we leave the headlamps i've never heard of brad lights an excellent one but the most common ones are the black diamond princeton tech and and petzl I always carry one with the AAA batteries because really easy light, and I give those away to the guides internationally because they can always get AAA batteries. And I carry one that's a rechargeable because most of the stuff we use now that's battery-powered, whether it's uh, the Garmin, some of the satellite phones, they all charge with a USB. So I have one light with a USB and one of the AAAs, and I take extras for the AAAs to give those to the guides because usually they don't have enough. And uh, that's probably the single most useful tip that I've had in international trips is uh, AAA headlamp uh, battery, I mean, headlamps that run on AAA batteries because they're cheap batteries. You can give a bunch away. How about how long does that Petzl charge that you use? It charges in a couple hours. Yeah, but how, how many how many days do you get out of it? Uh, it totally depends on the power setting. If you go max power, the nice thing about the Petzl rechargeables or any of the rechargeable lights, they're 100% the same brightness until they go dead. And nope. they flash when they're getting ready to go dead. So that means you need to plug them in. So in a AAA battery or AA batteries, and the ones they start fading off. And so at the end, they become like what I call a reading light. So that's why I have like the other mm -hmm. ones for my reading light at night or in the tent. You don't need a bright setting, but when you're lighting, if I'm in charge of lighting up the trail, I'm the, the AAA battery ones, if I'm really navigating, aren't, aren't strong enough. So you need like your zebra light, 
um, the more powerful, basically something close to that hundred dollar range. Right. If you're going to be leading the night, um, it's, it's super critical. And like Brian said, I have had a couple times where we're coming back in the bush in the dark and we left a pack there coming back to a moose or whatever. And it's so much overgrowth, the GPS would hardly work. And I would leave one of my headlamps blinking on the blinking setting, strap it to a tree, and then I can see That's it. That's where the so gator lights so I can, so those gator lights work but, good. but these are really bright. I can yeah. see it clear across yeah. the mountain. And we've right. gone, I said, my pack's over there. And they've gone right to the pack without having to need the GPS. Right. So yeah. that's where they're really nice, too. Sure. I use a, I, I usually use an algae. Um, and then I, um, I carry, I have a... Uh, and it's I have the kind that's not a uh, platypus, but I have one of those bladders too. That MSR dromedary. Uh, that one. I don't know. Mine's. I, I have I have some of those. I have some of the platypuses, but this new one that I've been trying, it, the back end unzips wide, so you don't have to fill it through the hole, and it's kind of nice. So you. They're they're good. I have a general personal thing. I do not pack put a zippered water bottle in my pack. Oh, I've had too many either. hunters had blowups. To me, the Camelbacks and that the zipper ones are great if you're trail running, but when you put a heavy pack and it falls on it, I've I mean if you do a zipper one, get a new one and pack it on the outside pocket. So most of the like say most of the, the sucker hose hose things, they have zippers on them now, and you put them. Do you like those? No. <laughs> and there's just a couple reasons. It's really simple. Two is when you get to cold weather, which we're hunting a lot in cold weather at night and during the morning, the, the lines freeze. Oh, you mean the bladders? Where the bladders, yeah. sucker oh, hose. I, I hate those. I hate them too. too. Well, I so hate, you I got the them. sucker hose, and then you got to, it's hard to put it inside. You either got to put it in the top pack, or you got to put it against your back. And um, so and the, the sucker water tastes so, and, and, and if you're walking along and the, and the, and the, you get snagged on a brush and it comes off, and I, I stop enough. When you have a heavy pack on, you need to stop and drink. You're gonna, you need to take the weight off your back, so you're going to stop and drink. I don't just suck on water like two ounces here or there. I drink. I drink a half liter, and then I put it away, and I go again. So you, you take a Nalgene bottle? 100%. Many reasons for the Nalgene. And now, if you're not going to be spending the night, the first reason is they don't break. The bottle itself won't break, and the lid itself won't break. You might break off the strap, the little, yeah. the little but you strap. But you've got to work that strap to get but, it broke. But you it's shouldn't tough. be. You shouldn't be. If you, yeah. you if you hang it, it's going to eventually break. If you use that to hang and bleed off, that to me is like an emergency. If you want to strap it to your, stick it in your, your one of your pack, like like say the Mystery Ranch and the Kafaro and those have like a little buttstock holder for your gun where you can put your water bottle in there so if you're going to do that then you can hook it on top of one of your straps with a little um like a little quick release carabiner but as far as if you hang it from there all the time it will break especially in cold weather so analogy bottle because you can put hot water in it and throw it inside your sleeping bag which is really nice um you can put hot water and put it inside one of your boots if you need to thaw it out there's a lot of things you can do and most of the water filters are designed to fit analogy water bottle type thing so if you have analogy um, lid, I mean, you pop off the lid, you put the water filter thing on and it fills up. You don't have to hold it in there. It doesn't fall out. So that's another reason when you're using a water filter designed for that diameter of a mouth. That makes sense. The only downside is if you're trying to ride a horse or ride in a Jeep and you're drinking out of Nalgene, you're going to have it all over your face right. and all over your lap. I, I like the Nalgene because it has that big mouth. Like you said, you can fill it up easy. And then um, the EpiPen, not EpiPen, the uh, ozone, ozone pen. They used to make it, the SteriPen. The, they made the, um, what do you call it? The Stera UV pen. Pen. Stera, yeah, yeah, SteriPen. Those are good too, but yeah. we, have, we have the ozone. We've been the ozone, the ozone, you just ozone tick it in there, boom, charge it, let it sit there the for a minute. ozone's faster. And, and, and it's immediate, and it works really good. Phoenix. 
Phoenix um, headlight. Phoenix oh, headlight. I, I had to remember that because you gave me one three years yeah. ago, and I have beat the living snot out of it. Phoenix. F E N I X yeah. or Phoenix. I don't know how you pronounce Phoenix. it. I think it's Phoenix. Is it Phoenix? Super good. Spendy. Yeah. Eighty to hundred bucks. Well, they're they're, they're mm. much cheaper than the, the yeah. ones that they're they knocked off. They're a, I mean, yeah. So I just I just wanted to say that because I was I couldn't think of it, and I was well, like, you, you never go wrong with a hundred dollar headlamp if you're in charge of getting your so. sorry butt out of the worst. I've died. Rest significantly back, but I had to think of it, and it's good. So anyway, so because I want these guys to be able to go get what they need to do it. So, but, but with the water bladders, though, you always, depending on the day, you always want to carry at least two liters of water with you if you don't have a way to resupply. And if you're in the mountains where you have a lot of geraty, you need a filter or some of the tablets. And some of the, there's two kinds of tablets: is iodine tablets, and there's like the, I call it the Clorox type tablets, which is in a foil. And those, you have to leave them set longer. So if you're a really thirsty Iodine's person, quicker. Iodine's quicker. Tastes like... Yeah, but the filter, the, the, the problem with most water filters... You can't people, even mask it with grape Kool-Aid. <laughs> people don't realize that with a water filter, if you have a paper filler, fil, a filter element, which a lot of them have, and it freezes, it can ruin the filter. So you want to make sure that if you're taking it in cold weather, weather that you either boil it or have a filter that is not freezing. I'm yeah, telling you, I quit taking all of it because I take this ozone pen, and it's easy to charge. And I have, and I've had uh, the bug before. I've had uh, giardia, and uh, is that how you pronounce it? Giardia, lambda. Giardia, yeah, I've had it, and it's a parasite, and it knocks you out. Um, and uh, so, and I'm, you know, I feel, and I have a, I'm a picky eater, and I have a sensitive stomach. And so I'm telling you, the ozone pen for me has been really good, but I always carried the iodine pills. I have quit carrying in the last two years because this, this pen's changed my world. The, uh, the, I think it's sodium hypochlorous, the uh, Aquamira or something. They're, they're the, those little tablets. Those, are, those aren't near as bad as the iodine. And, they take up and you just have to make sure when you're using the iodine tablets or you're using the pen, you can actually have the dirty water around the mouth of your bottle. So you've got to make sure you read the directions on how to sterilize that. And if you're going to take that iodine, the pen, you need to make sure you take the, um, um, yeah, an extra battery for it. So, so I, I know it's probably not totally clean, but I always, I never leave any trip without a silk handkerchief and you another silk handkerchief. And I wipe my lid with my silk handkerchief. I don't, you know, I always just hold it up there, wipe the lid, and 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 because I do worry about those drops of water on there. I just want them off. You know what I'm saying? They make they make like the lids that I use. I have a lid. I take an aftermarket lid because I usually break the straps, you know. And then it's got a lid inside of a lid. So. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. So the water filter is more critical if you're in a desert environment or Africa because the water is so dirty. If you don't filter it, it tastes bad and it's really gritty. So if you have nice, clean mountain water, then you don't really need a water filter. If you want to have the most clean, perfect water, then I, I tell people if it's really bad is you filter, then boil it, or you can use a pen on it. But I've had time where I drank out of a wallow a couple times. I had to rent in the desert, ran out of water. And in two liters, completely plugged a new, brand new, it used to be the Pure Hiker, now it's called the Catadine Hiker, a brand new filter. And I've had to drink out of guzzlers in the mountains before in the desert. And if you don't filter it, there's a lot of... I knew something was wrong with you. Yep, there's a lot of stuff that's bad. <laughs> that's why you're yeah. in the bathroom so much. It's yeah. still, it's stuck with you. It's like, exactly. it's I like got, chronic... I got you around GRD. Chronic inflammation. Oh my gosh. Seriously, uh, butt formation. But yeah, but the water filter. There, there, there's three. There's three bladders that I really like for packing. I like the two liter platypus, even though it has a little bit harder to fill. You, you, I usually fill it with my Nalgene bottle. Nalgene makes what they call a three ladder, three three liter. It's like a canteen, 
and it's clear plastic with a blue lid. And that's really great. And then obviously you got the MSR dromedaries and there's a new bag uh, that I've seen there. They're, they're, they're longer. They're shaped like more like a sausage. They're like egg shaped if you look from the top. So they're semi-circular and they have, uh, they're gray and they're really strong. I think they're called like a hydro bag. And that is probably my new favorite water bladder because you can, it's, um, but if I have a for base camp, I always take the, um, the three liter, three liter Nalgene. And that way, if you want to filter, it's also, you can filter it really easily. Or if you have a drip system, if I'm at a big camp where I got to get, provide water for a lot of people, I take a, a cat, there's a cat, it's called Sawyer. a catadine big, fill, you put like two or three gallons in it and you hang it up and you just, while you're eating dinner, it fills up one of those three liters and it goes to another one, fills it up and you got clean water for the next day. So we got water, we got headlamps. Um, I got to start a fire. Uh, Tracy had some cotton balls that um, he soaked and put in wax. Vas Vaseline, Vaseline or petroleum jelly. Yeah, a petroleum yeah. jelly, cotton balls. And we, and we were in Russia and it was a nasty place down next to a creek, and we started a fire in one second. No problem. You can throw it in the water and do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was like, dude, it rocked. So I'm a huge proponent of them, uh, but I always have a magnesium fire starter too. And there's those fire sticks you can buy that don't have the odor in them, which are like wood, and you know, some people use pitch, which can work. There, there was a company that called Pitch Witch. It would the waxy cut filled pitch, and that was a really great fire starter. You could throw it in your pocket. And it didn't put any odor or anything to it. You didn't have to have it contained. You put it in like a, I don't know, like a lifesaver, basically. It was really slick. If you're if you're in the Midwest, northern Midwest or central Canada, the best thing in the world, white birch. Uh, birch, the birch paper, paper birch. You peel it off. It's full of oil. It'll start just like those petroleum jellies. It'll just woof, go up like crazy, and it'll start anything on fire. So that, that's a little tip for the people. I, I've done it, and people go, what are you doing? And you can kill a tree also peeling it off. But if you just pull all the loose stuff off. Yeah, it works really well. It's well. not going carry it away. It, you don't have to be killing No, trees. but I've seen guys cut it off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, excessive doctor it's, it's, types. You dentists, always people like that. They're always trying to. You want a fire starter of some kind that yeah. you can start without having to root around and look for something. If you have to go look for fire starter and people are really sick or hurt, and that extra 20 minutes can be key, and it's also a waste of time. So, I mean, the best fire starter in Canada, we use Zip, but you need to wrap it in tinfoil if you're going to put it next to your food or anything because it puts out a very strong petroleum-type odor, and it can ruin. If you put it with, like, oatmeal and dried fruits, everything tastes like Zip fire starter. But that works really well. And then I carry uh, matches. You can get the waterproof, windproof matches, and uh, obviously a lighter. A Bic lighter, though, if you leave Bic. it in your pocket... You always have, I just have two Bic lighters. I've never had Me both too. fail. I've always you can had dry two them Bic off. Lighters. You yes. can dry them off. You can stroke them a few times <laughs> and, it, and they're dried off. And you know who actually makes a really good fire starter? It's a little bit heavy, but if you're, but as Daryl Holland makes a really good fire starter, it's I've a really, it, it's a pretty good product. I don't carry it on backpack trips, but if you're like doing a lot of fires, starting a lot of fires, and you're like doing a rafting trip or something, it would be really handy. I experimented last year with a different lighter, and it was a disaster. Bic. It wasn't. It wasn't near as good as just the disposable. Right. You, but you, they stole my. They stole my bic from my pack in the in the airport. Who's oh, the, I, oh. I, I hide. Seriously? I hide. Yeah. They they. I put it in with my ammo. I was just, you know, I was strategically packing it. There was no particular reason, and they cut the they cut the lock and took it. Yeah. So I so when I'm traveling with a lighter, one in my pocket, one in my one of my carry-ons, another one hidden in my emergency bag. So they got three of them. They're not gonna ever get three of them. Because I've landed in places where most places you land, you can get one. Most convenience stores, people smoke, 
and you can get one for me. It's just the principle of having to go buy something right. when I get there. I always buy a pack of three, throw them in with my, uh, you know, my rifle or in, in one of and those And I separate areas. them. You, you separate. hundred yeah. uh, percent. You have to outsmart those buggers because what one guy will let go through won't go. Same with a fuel I bottle. A fuel yeah, bottle, the right. empty fuel bottle, I had them take my empty fuel bottles out that are brand new, like an MSR, which is no different than a water bottle if it was painted blue, right? right? I've had them take them, so I wrap them in duct tape. And I, if it's really serious where I'm going to country, I carry one of my carry-on. And then I put the other ones in the pack because you can always get, you can use anything, a Coke bottle, Pepsi bottle for carrying fuel. So I would say a general consensus, a cotton ball filled with petroleum gel and a Bic lighter, woof, will turn the world on fire. <laughs> I carry... Just something simple. Uh, use an old medicine bottle, an old uh, Tylenol bottle, and put it in your pack and throw those cotton balls with petroleum jelly and a Bic lighter, and you can start a fire in, in the rain. Yeah, they work well. They do. And they don't have odor? No, they don't They don't. Stink. We used to use film canisters, but nobody has film anymore. No, that's right. They would go up like crazy, wouldn't mm -hmm. they? No, no, film canister no, full film of cotton balls. Cotton oh. Because it's, water, it's watertight. It doesn't have any odor. I thought it's you more... meant the film. I was like, well, there, there's No, uh, film canister. You do one of two things. You could put you could put diesel-soaked... Um, light up too, won't yeah. it? Diesel-soaked um, <laughs> chainsaw shavings work really well for starting fires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My problem is, is in that, that that leaks open and it's on all my clothes. And no, no, you don't want to do it that way. But in camp, like if you had a bunch of chainsaw filings, the guys would keep those. And that would I watched a, a guy with chainsaw. five gallons of gas start a fire one time, too. That worked well. I bet it did. <laughs> five gallons is excessive. <laughs> three and a half is more normal. Yeah, exactly. Just three and a half. It's a true story. I watched this idiot. And I will call no, him. No, that's he, a fire. No, he, yeah, he, he needed to fill out the ID10T form before he did this. But he literally took a cup of gas, threw it in his because there was a black widow spider in oh, his uh, in his mailbox, and then he decided he's going to light the mailbox on, and he burnt his hair, his eyelids, just everything. And I'm like, oh, that was so smart. You know, people people don't think, but honestly, that you know, it's uh, well, how did I digress that far? I Come, had to tell that. You story, got away so. from the compass with mirror flagging tape. I don't, no, you know what? I don't Here's carry the thing. A whistle. Do you guys carry a whistle? Um, you know what? I I don't know if I would ever carry a whistle because I can whistle. No, I don't carry a whistle. Sunglasses. You know what? I'm going to add to my. I have to add this year. I have to add readers to my dang gear list. That, yeah, I, and I, bug repellent. I've, you guys? I've had to have readers for three years, or I'd be screwed. So you better add those, Brad. Um, and unfortunately, that's a sign of your age. I, I got to tell you, I still do carry a. Uh, um, on, I have a. Uh, I just came across it. Um, one of those flat map reading compasses, and I've always kept it in the back, one of those mesh zipper areas, just simply because I want a compass. I still feel, you know, my days of starting to hunt out west where you bought the topographical maps and you had a compass in your topo and you could see right where you were and you made notes on your map all day long and kept it in a Ziploc bag when you were bow hunting out. 100%. Well, and it, you did the same thing, didn't oh, you? 100%. Yeah. yeah, and so I still carry one of those. Ziploc bags, I always have a handful of those. Black garbage bags, never, ever, ever will I be caught without two or three black garbage bags. Game bags, no. Not, not in the lower 48. That's my black garbage bags. Um, I, I, you know, I, I have not had game bags in years in my pack. But that's just me personally, uh, uh, a black garbage bag. That's why I carry the black garbage the reason the, the reason you take game bags, if you're in a place where you can't come out that night, you can hi hang the tree. Hang yeah, the game no, I get that. Like, like on a horseback trip and stuff like that. Yep, I'm just talking for me personally when I'm packing and the outfitters always had game bags. I don't worry about game bags. The other thing I added to this list by the game bags 
is um, one of the guys told me this is what they do and it works. You know those emergency blankets that are really small? You can buy mm -hmm. like a pack of 10 for 10 bucks. When you're skinning the animal, you lay that beside the animal, and then when you roll it over, you don't have to carry Instead of a poly tarp or a garbage bag, which is not big enough and the poly tarp is heavy, these don't take up any. Then you have a nice clean place if you're in the dust or pine needles. Um, you can clean, you set, keep the animal clean. And the other thing that's really key, the reason that I have the compass with a mirror is, well, you can signal people with a mirror, but mainly if you get something in your eye and you're by yourself, you can use the mirror to, to is basically like, your phone doesn't work very well. And you use a mirror to get, I've got several times got stuff in my eye, bugs and things, and I can get stuff out with a mirror. That's a great idea. Um, small ditty bag. I love, I love, love, love these, um, the little, uh, I can't think of the name of the company now. Oh, I just bought a bunch of them. Kafaro makes a bunch in Sea to Summit. Sea to Summit. I just bought the little Sea to Summit ones. I bought six of them, the six small pack. I, I love those little ditty bags just to throw stuff in the main bag area. Um, and I've always used a Ziploc bag for all my tags. This year, I'm not going to. I'm going to use one of those. Uh, simply nicer. And then, uh, yeah. I well, use a lot of Kafaru, and then Granite Gear's got some, too. Yeah, the, the Kafaru's are nice. Patagonia they, has some, the, the, the The Kafaru are nice because they open up like an overnight bag, so it's you have access to things easier instead of stuffing it in. But there's two things we skipped that are very key is the, the nylon cord. If you're in a place where there's like oh, yeah. bears and problem, things like that, or if you need to fix somebody's bootlace, somebody forgets an extra Dude, bootlace. I mean, are you going to go out and not take any cord at all? I mean, some of that stuff. You, you just know what's burn. the best? Do you know what's the best way to do? It? I know you guys it's know this. Because I hang, I hang it, I hang my stuff in the bracelet. Tree. They make those bracelets. I have a bracelet on the outside of my bag, and I have a bracelet on the inside. of and my And then bag. the whole thing's a cord. If the whole thing's a cord, and they're so doggone nice, and I clip them on the inside. Your daughter made me the last one. She's and made um, a hundred of them. Seriously, yeah. and she needs to get her button gear and make some more. Um, because I was just thinking when you said that, I, my outside one, the external one, is the big heavy one. You've yeah. seen it. And I even have a little hitch on that one. Um, but there's you can use them for anything and everything. And right. having them weighs nothing, and it's worth it. Because a lot of times I'll hook my, like on my gun case when I'm coming through the airport, I'll hook the bag to my gun case. I'll hook the bag to the gun case with those, and off I go. And I pack a couple different sizes of cords. We had one in, when we were on uh, Kyrgyzstan this year. One of the guys forgot his rifle sling, and the guy in camp had a rifle sling but didn't have the Uncle Mike sling studs, and I had one extra one with me, not two. You I MacGyvered get. it. Um, the little string, it was strong enough. I ran it through the hole, the Uncle Mike stud, and that held the gun tied to the sling for the entire trip, just that one cord. And the other thing we forgot, which is one of the most useful things I use, is a small repair kit, which I basically have a needle, thread, um, tenacious tape, uh, free solar seam grip, and like those Gore-Tex patches, uh, a little bit of duct tape. And I've so sewn guys' boots, not so sewn the boots, but sold, so sewn clothing back together. We've had shoulder straps blow apart. I've sewn, I've had the gorilla horses. Gorilla duct tape, in my opinion, is stronger. That's what I carry No, that's what that. I mean. I, when I say duct tape, yeah. I use Gorilla or there's even T-Rex tape. Yep, and then I and I always have uh, two things of the black tape, electrical tape. The yeah, good electrical stuff, tape, the three, yeah. 3M electrical tape. And I put that in the list in here with a gun, but... Um, but I that that tenacious tape, like we patched my my jacket, my puffy jacket, and Brad's puffy jacket. But I can tell you the seam grip and the free sole. I have those waders that we like the we the, the Wiggies Wiggies. waders. Mm -hmm. I fix those. I've had a couple guys' boots. Guys, literally the boot came un, uh, undone from the the sole. The whole t toe came apart. We clean it up with a razor blade. Scratch it. Really got dried it off by the fire. I filled it with seam free seam grip or free sole. Put a rock inside the boot. 
took the gorilla tape or the duct tape, taped it over it and left it. And then the next day we had another boot we did the whole hunt with. So I've, I've, and we've had, like I said, the I got one better. Park. I got one better. What's we that? took Helly Hansen rubber waders uh-huh. and I took my duct tape and I taped them around my foot on the ankle and yeah, we created waders because what happened was we killed a bear and it was late and the tide came in and now our boat's in three foot of water, 25 feet out in front of you, 30 feet. I, I and you explain it up. as we, yeah. We tied it up on the edge of Spearfish Creek, and we came back, and it was the Missouri River. Exactly. <laughs> no, that makes exactly. it, that makes a quick. And if it yeah. wasn't for duct tape, we wouldn't have had waders. And that uh, glacier water and that tide coming in, you basically that, just tape right to your kind of trucks or whatever. Yeah, that's exactly what we that, did. That's a Canadian method for crossing a lot of rivers. <laughs> so seriously, lots of guys would do that. But if you have the the rain gear with the leg zips, which I like. It'll eventually leak through. So if you do yeah, that, these are the rubber Helly Hansen that we use. <laughs> and if you if you have the if you have enough string, if you no, have eight or ten Grundins, feet, he actually. He was wearing Grundens. If you actually have eight or ten feet of cord, you can wrap it around your foot a couple of times, your ankle, and you can actually keep the rain gear even in better place than the duct tape. The duct tape is fast and quick and dirty. It's it's having so, having all those things is important. Go ahead, Brad. I was gonna say I need to get you just some sutures because that's even I have that, sutures. That's I better packed, than needle I, and thread. I just I throw I packed. I have two sutures with me, but I use them for sewing like sewing people up. But they would work well for some of the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, you got enough three O silk and off he, you go. He, here's the thing, everybody listening. I, I want because because we we sit here and volley back and forth of what works. Here's what I want to tell you: all three of us. At this table, I know for sure, today, if you said we're going to go to Montana for two days hunting, it would take us literally five to ten minutes maybe to throw two or three packs together because we have all this stuff organized. And once you get this down, it seems like, oh, my gosh, this is overwhelming. But it's really not because then you have it. I take one pack and one rubber dry bag, and it's in my truck, and that covers me 130 days hunting in the lower 48 in most of Canada. Now, if I go to Alaska, I might revamp that a little bit. But again, you know, give us a shout. Uh, check out our membership. We're gonna have all this line, uh, all this stuffs on here for our members. Go and ahead. one of the great things that you just said that we don't have on our list and we just take for granted is, I think, I think we all. You don't use rubber bags. We use rubber bags, the big rubber bags. You use the Mystery Ranch great big rub, uh, canvas bags. But I, what do you Ryan mean a rubber I, bag? You mean like a sea line? Yeah, I um, use a sea line on my Asian hunts when I strap stuff to the horse. We got to cross the creeks. Yeah, because we just pack all our duffel bags are rubber bags, big rubber. Yeah, we bags. just they're, they're big like dry bags. They roll up, clip up. I, I you know, and uh, I you take mean like that. the North Face rubber type bags, yeah. like your Mystery Ranch bags that you yep. use. Except ours are rubber. Yep. Yeah, and 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 you can get them online at member prices with us. I'm not I'm not trying to, but a lot of this stuff you need to check our membership out because it's right there available on our gear list to purchase and get sent to you. And uh, that's what we do. We consult and build these with you. And I hate to sound like an infomercial here, but um, we got a couple good rubber bags on there, and uh, they they they're they're amazing. They're super nice, um, actually. They're, they're super nice. Uh, an inexpensive one is um, I can't think Alps. Of, Alps. And, and and I tell you what, it, it's I, I've ran them everywhere. Jeff probably puts them in his Super Cub because they fit really well. Right. How you many cubic inches there. can you? How, how big are they? The well, some of them are, well, the Alps ones, but I have some. I have some that are too big. It's but, easy to but get Alps too can big get a big too, one yeah. too. But but uh, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll find that out. But but I tell you this, I love my Alps ones, um, and I take that that the the medium, the bigger size Alps one. In my in my pack, and I have everything I need. No, there's a time, and what those are much better than this is standard Cordura bag. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because my thing is, is I can leave it outside and it gets rained on. I, I've, I, you know, I can leave it in the back of the pickup and I throw it and I, I'll yeah, they're the super nice up. for that. Cause I've had times that somebody, you must add some guy that was pissed off at the people on the airplane. Cause I had on commercial flights, I've shown up at the airport <clears throat> at the destination <clears throat> and had a totally soaked mystery ranch duffel bag. And right. I don't know what in the heck happened, but I spent, you know, I put every, had to put everything in the hotel room and dry everything out before he went out on the hunt. And if you would have had, like, these waterproof bags, uh, waterproof duffel without wheels, just a good, solid, waterproof bag. Yeah, I, good. I, I love mine. Brad, Brad had some big ones early. They started, these companies started making different variations of size. Super good. Um, I would use the ones that support hunting and adventure. Um, and anyway, hey, listen, thanks for uh, joining us today. You guys... Uh, uh, Brian, seriously, phenomenal job. I can't, the, the, you you are a litany of information every hour. Brad, um, this is in your wheelhouse. Uh, you know, all, all, a lot of these components, these camping components that we have, that we just have in our daily, daily bags as we run in and out, we take for granted. Hope this helped you. Go to rollingbones.com. Check out our membership. Check out our, our gear list. Look at our hunt catalog. Look at our product catalog. If you say, I got to be a part of that, it's real easy. Um, just hit uh, become a member and you'll be a part of what we're doing. 605-644-8000. You can call us, talk to us anytime in the afternoon or in the morning. We are here from 9 to 5 and we want to help. Listen, be safe, stay healthy, and have a great rest of your week.